This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show with your boys, Jonathan and Will. What's up? Nothing to say, Will. Nah. It is July 13th. We're recording this at almost about 5 o'clock. You guys will be hearing this on Monday. So a lot of things um, have happened in the, in the past couple of days. Will, I have a question for you. Have you started Stranger Things yet? I have not. You have not? No. What is that's on? What are you waiting for? I don't know. I'm like, that's it's on the agenda right. to start it, but I just haven't started it So like it the past like three years i guess that like stranger things has like been a thing like what just never appealed to you like you just well i i tried to watch um episode one of season one and i just couldn't like it was kind of slow and i could i had to like try to push through it so i never i never did push through it right so i'm still at episode one i got you and i i wanted to wait until the podcast to bring this up to you to show you this um any listeners that are in like the Tampa Bay area, you might be familiar with the area, well, the town that we call Trinity. Um, it's a little bit north of Tampa. So, Will, you know, obviously, about all the new shopping centers and, and stuff that are going up over there, right? Yeah. And this is a big deal because I would say probably for like the last seven, eight years, like since the Magic made that playoff run and like to the finals and everything like that, you have not been able to find anything Orlando Magic in the area. So I got a message from a friend of ours today, JT. Um, he was at that store Five Below. Have you ever been to a Five Below? Yeah, I think I know what you're going to talk so about. So at the Five Below, you know, there's funny, Orlando Magic merchandise Funny thing there you mentioned in that. freaking Trinity. So Miranda, right. my girlfriend, last Shout week. Shout out to Miranda. Last week, went to Five Below when it opened and got me a backpack and like a little like duffel bag. And she surprised me with it. She's like, look what they had at Five Below. And I was like. Are you serious? For like five dollars? So So I thought about this earlier today and I was waiting to the podcast to tell you. So what were you waiting for to tell me? No, I didn't I didn't I don't know. True. I don't know. I appreciate that. You know what? I kinda assumed you probably already had a bag. You wouldn't need another one. I'm gonna stop you right there. (laughs) You and I literally talked last week about how I needed a new magic bag because you brought yours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. But we are also talking about the I don't care. True. That's true. I appreciate That's true. that. My bad. I, <laughs> all right. Anyways, well, I'm going to be, be heading over there tonight to grab my own stuff. So maybe I'll pick up a couple of things. Maybe we'll do like another giveaway in a, in another few episodes or so. So just stay on the lookout for that, Magic fans. Uh, once again, we're going to continue to plug our website, uh, thesixmanshow.com. If you guys haven't checked that out already, please go and check that out. If you guys haven't followed us on like our uh, social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find us at The Six Man Show. Go follow us there. Yeah, go do and that. Then, uh, so, let, so let's get right into this week's episode. Real quick, around the NBA, everybody already knows, huge trade went down. And we talked about it last week. Everybody was like, oh, man, the Magic need to trade for Russ. And I was just every single day like on my phone and on Hoops Hype just like waiting for a Russ trade to come through so I could finally exhale yeah. that it was safe that we did not end up with the Brody. So after 10 seasons of the Brody in OKC. When you look at that core four from the 2012 NBA Finals, Abaka, Harden, Durant, Westbrook. Westbrook was the only guy left standing. From and that, now yeah, he's from gone. That he's been traded to the Rockets for Chris Paul 
and it's like two first round two picks first round and two swaps. swaps. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this earlier. That's a pr- that's one of the problems like w- with you and I when it comes to, like the podcast. It's like we talk during the week about all this stuff that's happening. Well, we try not to. Sometimes, yeah, we 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 literally have to tell each other stop talking. Let's talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. We talked a little bit about Russ earlier, but. Your initial thoughts on Russ getting traded to the Rockets? I like the trade for the Rockets. CP3, he's 34, um, you know, doesn't have much left in the tank. Gets traded to OKC. He's not going to do much, obviously, in OKC. They're going right. to start that rebuild. Russ, 30 or 31, whatever. Um, he's played with James Harden before. Uh, he's not the three-point shooter that you would think the Rockets would – be looking for russ is actually he's the like, worst volume three-point shooter in the history of the nba yeah which is something i don't i don't expect them to be that bad coming into next season playing with houston because i i think he's just going to get easier shots and his usage isn't going to be as high like you can't yeah, have of two course. of the most you know the the highest used the players two highest usage in the league percentages in put the league. Him, yeah put them on the same team and still expect to be the same so i don't know i just what uh Russell Westbrook, James Harden, that pairing again. They did well back when they were playing in OKC. We just got to see how everything turns out and you know who's going to give up part of their game to improve the team. Well, I'm a, like I'm a proponent of when two guys like this come together, like the better player needs to take over. Like the guy that is not as good needs to defer. You saw that in Miami when LeBron kind of you know, became the best player in the league. D. Wade, Chris Bosh deferred to LeBron. Yeah. Now you're. I hope you're going to see it in Houston. I think if Russ could, because right now he's he shot 29 percent from three. He's shooting six three pointers a game. Yeah. I mean, his shot just isn't falling, dude. He's like shooting. He's just not a good shooter. I think he's like shooting 65 percent at the free throw line. Like he's he just can't make anything. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. I mean, that team is going to be so good, though. Well, I hope they're able to figure out to where, like, R- Russ can get his, Harden can get his. Like, Russ needs to learn how to, like, cut off the ball to get, like, easy layups. And, I mean, he's so athletic. You could even throw lobs to Russ. But when it comes to Russ, like, James also needs to not do the thing where if he doesn't have the ball in his hands where he just kind of hangs out near the midcourt line. And just yeah. watches the other four guys play. Well, like that's my question. He though. needs to open the floor up for Russ so that Russ can drive and get to the rim easier than yeah, he ever, Russ ever has before. Has always been a point guard, right? James yeah. Harden went from being the two to now going to D'Antoni's system, playing the point guard position. Do they move James Harden back to the two and let Russ walk the ball up after you know five six seasons of James Harden doing what he does right. and dribbling the air out of the basketball every single time? So we'll we'll see what happens with that team. I I think they're gonna play good together because they want to play together. They've played together before. They're like really close friends. Um, and the and bench is still they still have a good team. They have a really good get, team. The only player they gave up in this trade was Chris Paul. Yeah. So you have what Clint Capella at center. You have PJ Tucker. Then you have Eric Gordon. You have. They still uh, have Austin Rivers. Austin I'm Rivers. A, big, a lot of people don't like Austin Rivers. I like Austin Rivers. In the, that playoff series with the Clippers and the Blazers a few years back, where he got elbowed and his literally like the his bottom eyelid was like completely oh, split yeah. open. He went and got stitches and came back. You give me a guy like that on my team any day of the week. Yeah, and then I mean with Russ too, you're gonna have a guy that is playing hard a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. 
Unlike like James Harden plays well and all that, but you could obviously when he didn't have the ball, he's just standing there. Well, some people have criticized Russ for not being as good of a defender as he could be. So people think that he does I take plays off. I don't think he takes plays off. From what I've seen, that guy's a hundred percent energy twenty four seven. So and like if he does take plays off, it's a play. It's not like let's take a five minute stretch off. You know what I'm saying? Um so him, James Harden Clint Capella, that team's going to be really good. Like, I think they're going to be underrated next year. Right. Well, the other thing that came out this week, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because you brought up the fact that, you know, Russ has always been a point guard, and James is kind of a two that handles the ball. You know, they've come out and said that LeBron is going to move to the point guard. To me, like, the point guard is just the guy that brings the ball up the court, that facilitates the offense. LeBron has been doing that his entire career. When I name the best point guards in the league, I always throw Harden in there, and people come back to me like, Harden's a shooting guard. Eh, I mean, I guess maybe technically that's where he starts in the lineup, but he unless Paul is on the floor, he's the guy that brings the ball up that, I mean, him facilitating the offense is dribbling the ball for 14 seconds and taking that like step-back jumper or yeah. trying to get to the rim or whatever. But that's just my two cents. Did you see that? Obviously, LeBron was going to give the, the number, number 23 yeah. to Anthony Davis, and then Nike has quote-unquote production issues. It makes sense. Well, they've already probably made thousands of LeBron yeah. 23 jerseys. They said they would lose like tens of millions of dollars yeah. if LeBron switched his jersey number, which, I mean, I, I I read like, I don't know if it was an ESPN article or whatever, but they were saying like for you to change your jersey number, you have to like – um send in the request like in march and this guy's doing it like in june well ross just did it terrence ross just did it a couple weeks ago that's true but i mean lebron like lebron's jersey sales are are a bigger deal like that's as much as i love terrence ross lebron sells more jerseys there's got to be more to it then yeah i think it's just because of the fact they probably have literally a million lebron jerseys well, that's that's definitely in for sure. Somewhere. Yeah, that's definitely and Nike for sure. Nike was like, wait, wait, wait. We're not just going to put a million jerseys on clearance there, buddy boy. You can rock that twenty-three well, you got, for one more year. Yeah, you got to think about all the like either pre-sales of the jerseys or whatever. Like people are people don't just stop buying the jersey just because the season's over. Like right. these jerseys are still being bought like as we speak. Right. Well, that's enough about the NBA. We can just briefly talk about the Magic Summer League because. Honestly, since Mo Bamba was ruled out for the rest of Summer League right before that third game, all of my interest of Magic Summer League basically went out the door. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Emil Jefferson has been playing pretty well. Daquan Jeffries has been playing it, pretty well. Yeah, it's good to watch the games, but, I mean, these are guys that you're not expecting to play for the Magic. So it's kind of like it's it's tough to get all into it. It's kind of like watching um the Lakeland Magic play. It's like you know they have the potential to play for the team, but it's not it's not really part of the team. Like those guys aren't really going to see a lot of time if any on the team. So it's you know, I'm sure most people watching Summer League they're like Mobamba's back. Let's watch it. Let's see how he plays. Now he's not back. Like he's not playing anymore. It's kind of it doesn't really mean too much cuz it's not going to affect our team. Yeah. Well, they, they've come out now, and the Magic, uh, John Denton, announced that Emil Jefferson's 
qualifying offer from the Magic has been rescinded, making him an unrestricted free agent. So with them bringing back Vooch, Bamba, Kem, the writing was kind of on the on the wall. You still got Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, now Al Farouk Aminu. The writing was kind of on the wall that you know there wasn't really going to be a spot on the roster for Emil Jefferson. And at this point, maybe that guy's not even an NBA guy, but he's definitely not a guy that's going to make a difference on the roster for the Magic. Yeah. So uh, the Magic have one more summer league game, and that is tonight at eight o'clock against Chicago. They, I think, they went one in three in their four games, so they didn't actually qualify for the summer league like championship tournament. So their last game is going to be against Chicago, and then it's over. Looking at DeQuan Jeffries, though, that guy, he's a guy that's played pretty solid in summer league, and I do hope that the Magic at least invite that guy to summer camp, get him on the Lakeland Magic just in case we need him down the road. He looks like a guy that, that eventually could become like a rotation guy in the NBA. Yeah. Now, okay, we've been talking about the draft. Obviously, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about what the Magic have done in free agency. I know we both want to talk a little bit more about the Mozgov waving now that we've kind of had more time to like marinate on it and think about it and all kind of stuff like that. One thing popped into my mind the other day, and I don't know why I didn't think of this before. Mm. So our forwards, right, we have Jonathan Isaac. We have Aaron Gordon. We have Wessa Wundu. Mm -hmm. We have Al Farouk And now we have Chuma, right? A lot of people have harped on the fact that we didn't address a major need during free agency, which was that of getting a secondary ball handler somebody that can create their own shot. And we were like, yeah. oh, well, we got our power, our backup power forward. Well, then what are we doing with Chuma? Like, I know sometimes, like, I like to be an optimist when it comes to just life in general, but especially the magic. So whatever, whenever they make a questionable decision, I'm trying to think of, like, best case scenario. Because I, I really do think that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond are extremely smart guys. Yeah, I'm not one of these guys when they make a decision like, Oh, these guys are freaking idiots, which I'm kind of coming at, at like a crossroads in my life. People listen to this podcast and you know that I'm a, a big Bill Simmons fan, like not everything that he does, but I do think he like he has a lot of good stories. He's very knowledgeable about, about the game. He of knows basketball. what he's talking about. He for the most part, he does. But when is going to come a time when this guy is just going to stop hating on them? Like it, at this point, it seems like he's just hating on the magic just to hate about the magic. This past week. He had Joe House on a show, and they were talking about some of the the things recently that have been done in, in free agency. And they brought up the fact that the Magic waved Mozgov. And he basically, I, I'm going to leave the expletives out, but called our front office a bunch of morons. Yeah. And it's like, I understand if you don't necessarily agree with the move, but you have to look at everything that the Magic are doing. And, and we'll talk more about Mozgov in a second, but... I just, I don't think, I think these guys are very smart is basically what I'm saying. So I don't know how much more smack I can take from Bill Simmons talking about the magic before I'm just done. I know I sound like a homer and I'm being dramatic. I'll admit (laughs) that. But man, it just, it just kind of gets annoying. Am I right? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So back to, to John and Jeff, I'm just kind of questioning like what, what is the plan here? Like it, I understand they're big fans of, of getting guys that can play multiple positions and can be very you know versatile on, on defense, but it's like, 
who are we going to get to handle the ball and get their own shot when they need to get their own shot? Yeah. This team is very capable of, of moving the ball really, really nicely, having good spacing, doing all that stuff, and getting a good shot. But sometimes, like we, especially we saw it in the playoffs where things slow down, you yeah. need a guy that's just going to go and get you a freaking bucket, and we need to do that. If Markel Fultz is not healthy, like opening night and ready to go and looks like the guy that we need him to be, I'm sorry, but like, well, that's a major misstep for them to not go out and get a ball handler yeah. either. Because look, at this is the guy that we talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. The kid is freaking killing it in and summer league. That, you know, I don't understand how we're going to draft a guy who's not going to play this year, like. Is with all like you were saying with all the forwards that we have, we're drafting another forward who what and I, isn't going to affect our team for another year. Like I was you know? fine with that because it was like all right, you know we still got West, we got Jonathan Isaac, we got Aaron Gordon, yada yada. If we go out and sign like a cheap guy to like a one year deal just for a backup, you know we've got a backup until yeah. Chuma gets back. Well then you go and, and sign a veteran guy who's a, who has started in this league. Started multiple playoff games yeah. in this league, and now you sign that guy to a three-year contract, third year as a player option. That guy, I can I could see Terrence or Vooch like getting traded. I don't see Al Farouk Aminu getting traded. I mean, obviously, two three years down the road from now, I could eat my words and we can trade him to free up cap space or whatever. But right now, it's like out of those three guys that we just signed, he's the least likely out of those three to get traded. Yeah. So now all of a sudden we have this log jam and everybody's like, oh man, they signed Al Farouk Aminu. They must be getting ready to trade Aaron Gordon. I will be, I, I don't want to threaten anybody on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But do not trade Aaron Gordon. Do not trade Jonathan Isaac. So maybe Wes Awundu is the odd guy out. Maybe he's going to get moved. I don't know because I think Wes has a lot of value. But man, I, like we could have drafted Nikhil Alexander-Walker and like I feel like we'd be ready to rock and roll here. So I'm just the more that I think about it, it's it's still kind of puzzling to me. Yeah, I mean, like you say, you know, we we just got to have trust in in what their their plans are. Um yeah. but like, you know, if Markel Fultz isn't ready when the start of the season comes, like what are we doing? Yeah. Like, you know, we can't it, put all our chips in the At that point, it's going to be 11 months since the kid has played basketball. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen like you know, we know that he's out there playing. Yeah, which I'm optimistic. I he, think he is. I think ready. he'll. I think he'll be back. Yeah. But if he comes back and he's not the folds that we're hoping for, the kid doesn't need to shoot. He just needs to be able to get to the rim at will. If he can do that, we're fine. I mean, he needs to shoot though. He'll, we need we need guys we, that can yeah, shoot. Yeah, we need shooters. But I'm saying, like, for what we're going to be asking of him, we just need a guy in that second unit. Like Terrence, as good as he is, he needs some kind of pin down. He needs some kind of screen. You can't just give him the ball. 26 feet away from the basket and yeah. say, go get me a basket. Well, maybe they know, like, hey, Fultz is, you know, he is ready, and his shot's looking good, and we didn't need to draft a player that, that can do all the shooting and, and all this stuff. Um, so maybe, you know, obviously they know more than we do. We, yeah. We're just, you know, we're kind of just sitting here blind. Um, so they have a lot more information, and they're actually, like, talking to the players and seeing what they're what they're doing. So maybe Fultz is ready, and they're just keeping it, you know, on the down low, and just waiting for the season to start. I think that's what it is. They're just that's try- what I'm hoping they're for. They're trying to temper expectations of Markel Fultz, bring him in slowly, so and not it's to not put this all that pressure on him. Yeah. Right, 
Right. So, all right. Let's 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 get away from that. Uh, let's talk about kind of the three transactions that have happened in the in the last few days here. So I think they kind of all go together because without one, the other two aren't possible, and without those two, the other one doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So the Magic decided to waive Timothy Mozgov. We might have even brought this. This might even be old news. We might have talked about this last week. I'm not really sure. But since then, we've made the signings of Michael Carter-Williams official, which everybody has kind of expected since June 6th or 7th, whatever that was. Yeah. But then Ken Birch, we've just kind of all been mostly waiting on this week until you know the last couple of days where the Magic announced that they signed him to a two-year, $6 million deal. To me, Kem is just another guy to fill out a roster spot, but he's also Mo Bamba insurance. Something happens with Mo again, Kem Birch is there to be able to back up Vooch. Yeah. Right? But now let's talk about Mozgov. So when you and I, each week we kind of hit, e- hit each other up, see how our schedules are looking to see what's going to be the best day yeah. to schedule to do this. And the thing that we both kind of had been thinking about individually was we wanted to talk more about waving Mozgov because it makes sense, but then it doesn't. Yeah, I if that if yeah. that makes sense, it might not. So let me pull up the conversation because once again, this is one of those things that we had to kind of stop talking about amongst ourselves in order to save it for the podcast. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know, I'm I'm confused as to why we're stretching his, you know, his contract. Over three years, like why not just pay it now, get it off the books? So in two years, you know we're getting that. What are you talking about? Like a buyout, or you're trying to just yeah, ride just, out the season? No, just buy it out. Um, well, the thing. So the thing about, I guess, the luxury tax that I didn't really understand until recently is that I guess they don't calculate your salary towards the luxury tax until the end of the season. So if at some point we were able to trade Mozgov away and get underneath the luxury tax, like before the deadline, we wouldn't be in the luxury tax at the end of the year and wouldn't have to pay that. So I sat down and I, and I did the math. So keeping Mozgov and also with the contracts we just signed with Vooch, Ross, Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, uh, Birch, Birch yeah. Chuma, all that stuff, that would have put us at $142 million. So the salary cap, I think, is 109. The luxury tax threshold is $132 million. So the luxury tax is really weird. So it's basically like this, is, this isn't this is a perfect example, but it's almost like you're paying $150 cents for every dollar that you're over the cap. Yeah. So for being $10 million over the luxury tax, which we would have been, we would have had to pay an extra $16 million dollars for this team. Yeah. So we would have been paying $158 million. So we would, that that's what? That's $49 million over the salary cap for a team that just won 42 games. That's if we kept That's Mozgov. if we kept Mozgov. If we kept Mozgov and did not trade him by the deadline. So come, you know, next March, if Mozgov was still on the team, you could have booked this this team. For, from my understanding, I might have all of these calculations wrong. I've said on this podcast before, math is not my forte. Okay, yeah. But I was on my computer at work crunching the numbers on my Microsoft calculator trying to figure this out. Yeah. So I think this is accurate. But from what I got, 
if we kept Mozgov to that point, it would be $158 million total. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's, and I understand why. And and maybe the front office has, had been trying to move Mozgov this offseason, right? Maybe they weren't getting any offers. Maybe, for whatever reason, they weren't happy with the return. Maybe whatever trades that were available, maybe the the money wasn't different enough for them to be able to get under the luxury tax if they made that trade, yeah. right? So my, the only thing that I can think of is that management and ownership was just really concerned about paying $158 million for this team going into next year. I But I completely understand, like, the criticism. Like, why give up the asset? Yeah. Is that where you're coming from? I mean, now that you brought that up, like, it makes sense. You know, if they don't want to pay $150 million and it's just easier to stretch this contract over three years and do it. Um, but I don't know. I just find it hard that you couldn't find that's, anybody. That's, that's the counter argument. It's like there, you really, there's you re- like, no way that you could. There is no team out there. Exactly. That, that's that's so. the question. There's no team that would be willing to take on that contract come the trade deadline because this happens every single year. Teams start the year saying we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. All of a sudden, a guy wants out. A guy gets hurt. Then your team is 12 games under 500, and you're like, you know what? We're just going to we're gonna blow this team up. We're going to tank. We're going to rebuild. Let's We have all the salary cap space. Let's take on expiring deals for picks or whatever. You see that every single year. Yeah. But they just must have been so incredibly concerned, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense. But they just must have been so concerned with having to potentially spend that extra money. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure on how, you know, the money works and stuff like that. Why not just like, what about if they would have bought his contract out for the season? I'm pretty sure that that counts. I'm pretty sure that counts against your cap. I don't know. I don't. It, it wouldn't make sense to me if it doesn't count against the cap because it's still money that you're spending on salary. You're just basically opening a roster spot up at that point. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's just like the Mozgov thing didn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Oh, another thing that I w- I want to bring up that we talked briefly about. So there's this rumor going around on you know the Magic subreddit. Uh, one of the the subreddit users. I guess has a contact somehow at somebody that works either for the Magic or at the Amway. I think he said it, it's a guy that works at the team shop. But there's this rumor going around that the Magic are going to have some kind of orange-themed jersey this year as our city edition. Yeah. So moving away from like the, the stars, like the galaxy stuff, which to me like doesn't make sense. It never made sense. What is it supposed to be, Space Mountain? I don't know. Because I don't know. outside of... Space Mountain, what else in Orlando represents stars and, you know, like galaxies? Which I'm not complaining. That's like one of the – like I have a folder laying around here, something that's like galaxy-themed. One of my, my lock screen on my computer is like galaxy-themed. That's like really cool to me, but to me it just never made sense for that to be the Magic City jersey. Yeah. But what do you think about the orange? I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, it just depends on how Some people are like, this is going to look hideous. There's a kid that hit me up. He's like, pretty soon we're going to have a, a Disney logo, alligator skins, a pub sub logo, like all this stuff. I, I don't, don't know. know about that, but. I, I can't comment on what, like, what it's going to look like because I don't know. Right. Like the orange. What if it's like a burnt orange? No. Like what kind of orange are no. we talking about? Highlighter no. orange? Like. No, like orange orange. Like an orange. Like a regular orange? Like an orange. Like, I don't know. 
But do we know for a fact that's the that's the orange it's gonna well, be? That's the rumor. But one of the one like mock design that's going around is like basically just taking the pinstripes and making it orange, orange with white pinstripes. I am not for that. That yeah. that is a terrible. It look. just depends. Like I said, it, it just depends what you know. If we could get a sample of what it would be like, then we'd have more context to go off of. But right. To go off of just it's gonna be orange. Is the whole jersey gonna be orange? Yeah, like we don't, don't know. know. I don't know what kind of look is it. That's just gonna, gonna be, be a little orange, like right? Just some really... orange streaks in it or something. If it's just gonna have orange, okay, cool. Right. But like, well, Migs, Michael, that we had on the podcast a few yeah. weeks ago, I was actually, you know, him and I have, you know, become kind of good friends. We just like text back and forth. Um, but I'm talking to him a couple weeks ago, and we're just talking about like rebranding and you know doing all this stuff, and he. It's so weird because he actually brought it. He's like, I would love for them to do some kind of orange themed jersey. So sometimes I think he knows he more might than know, he le- yeah. leads on. But no, maybe not. I think it was just a good, a really good guess. But I instantly, I was like, dude, you were right. That's crazy. So, but I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to look like. I think I'm definitely getting a Ross jersey this year. My wife really, really wants a Michael, Michael Carter Williams jersey. I think they signed him to a two year deal. I saw that it was a one year. I think it's like a one in like a player option. It might be. I think I, I was looking, and it said like one year for one sixty-five. Right. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. My so my wife wants to get the Michael Carter Williams jersey, so I'm just debating whether or not I'm gonna get like just a regular Terrence Ross jersey, and then see what happens with the when the the orange comes out if it does. But then we've got the urn jersey. Oh my god, bro. I'm going to have to buy freaking three jerseys next year probably. Yeah, that's a lot of money If right the there. orange comes out, definitely get the orange. And I, you have to get the earned jersey. Like, you have to. Yeah. It's our first time we made the playoffs in seven years. Like, you have to get that jersey. Yeah. And are you not going to get the orange jersey? Like, I'm telling you, i got to wait hideous, and see what it looks like. But even if it's hideous, see, you, you have to get it because it's like, it, it, uh, it, it's like a novelty thing. That's how, mm, that's how I, I think. You're more of a jersey collector than I am. Yeah. Um, like I have you, the, you'd probably get it. More I have than the I gray would. pinstripe pride jersey with like the sleeves on it, and that thing. I try to convince myself that I like that jersey, but it's just hideous, and it's an Alfred Payton jersey. So it's like, oh, I know the one. You're yeah, talking about. I really thought he was going to be something for us, but he was. I mean, he was all right, but I mean, <laughs> I that, that's it. That's all you can say. He was yeah. all right. He wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. He was yeah. okay. Trade him for a second round pick. What are you going to do? Yeah, he w- he was okay. And then the other thing on that post was that there was some hinting about them like doing like a full rebrand, which I really really think that that we need. I I like the current Magic logo, you know, the ball with the, you know, the stars and everything like that. I if they keep all the logo and stuff the same and they just make some tweaks to the jerseys, and I I me personally I like our jerseys now. My favorite jerseys are the blue classics that we wore this year. Those are you cannot convince me there's a cleaner yeah, fresher jersey in the entire league outside of that. But the thing that needs to change, and I've been saying this for probably three years now, is the pure magic thing. I just yeah, I was about so, to say that it's yeah. just lame. Well, I mean, it's been going for like five, six years. Like ever yeah, since before we, that, it was we will. Yeah, it was and we was will. Cool. It, was it was the like, year after you know Dwight left. We we started with the we will, and then yeah, that like was a cool. year or two after that. Like, All right, we will. Okay, that's kind of cool. You they, know, it made sense yeah, at the like, time. And then two years later, they changed it. The but magic. pure magic, like, it's not. Eh, it's, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. But, but now it's, it's just played out. It's old. Yeah, it's outdated yeah. now. I thought when we signed, you know, Biombo and traded for Abaca, we had Mario Hazonia. The big thing was Orlando, and I like to me that was kind of cool. I I wanted them to kind of go with that. If they go to that now, though, I'm going to be mad because it just points to a very dark, depressing time in my life as a Magic fan. 
that 16 season was just yeah, it was horrendous. Rough. So they, I hope they don't go with Orlando, but and the other thing that's been going around a lot is like defend the kingdom because like Magic Kingdom, like how how hard do we have to lean into this Disney thing? Like I get it, but like a, what a lot of people say is that like the games are like, and I guess you. Technically speaking, you know, if you want to be wholesome about it, you can't be too family friendly. But that's a criticism that people have had about going to the Magic Games is it's too geared towards the kids and not enough towards like adults. Yeah, the people that actually you know spend money to get into the stadium and the people that actually are loud and make noise. So I just I hope they don't go the defend the kingdom route. Any any cool no, ideas off the top of your head? I, I don't have any cool ideas. I. I Remember seeing the Defend the Kingdom, and I was, yeah, nah, like, nah. the other thing, don't like, do that. I know we bring it back every time we make the playoffs, but the blue and white ignite thing, like, if we were the Heat, like, I would get it, but we're, but we're not. Like, I, I feel like there's something else that we could think of when it comes to that too. Oh, well, I mean, that's, I feel like, but they, that's like a nostalgic thing at this point. They have marketing people that need to figure this out. Like, I will say, like, since that whole Shelvin Mack debacle where they. Or season leader in assists, Shelvin Mack at like two point six assists per game, yeah, and the whole good. the whole world was just like, Chief, this ain't it. Yeah. Ever since then, I feel like the like the marketing team and the social media team has been doing a lot better. That's why I'm excited for the orange jerseys if it's a real thing. That's why I'm excited if there is a rebranding because I feel like that you know they've kind of you know I don't know what has changed, but I just like the direction that they're going in. Yeah, same. Well, I don't got anything else. You got anything I, else? No, I don't got anything else either. All right. <laughs> well, we say this every single week, guys. Just check out the website, thesixmanshow.com. Uh, we are going to be putting like a like some kind of meetup before the preseason game on October 13th against the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Yep. Right. So we'll be doing some kind of meetup before or after that game. Not really sure, uh, but just be on the lookout for that, guys. As always, thank you for listening. This has been the Six Man Show with Jonathan and Will. All right, we'll We'll, see you next time. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!